0: out of the box out of the box
1: meet people through their music
0: with ash bertabez on fbi
2: well hello there how you doing Happy Thursday and thanks so much to Stephen for an excellent morning of sweet jams and if any of those sweet jams really caught you, you can't remember what it was called and you want to look it up, go on to the FBI radio website and then you can find the On Air tab. There's a Programs and Playlists tab under there and you can see everything that he's played today under that and uh, we're lucky to have on the show today someone called Mark Howard and you might have seen him around town the first word that probably leapt to mind when you did see him was dapper he's the founder of Distinguished Gentleman's Ride which annually stakes its twin ambitions on raising money for the Prostate Cancer Foundation and upping the sartorial chops of motorcyclists everywhere and he's also behind the upcoming bike show at the Vic called Throttle Roll and he's in the studio now with me for Out of the Box thanks for coming in
3: thanks for having me this is awesome
2: yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cozy in here. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> and uh you have a butt ton of tracks for us today. We're going to have to be doing some culling along the way, but what kind of stuff do we have?
3: Uh, we've got a mix of everything. I mean, I've never been the one person that's been into any specific genre. It's a bit of everything. So we've got everything from the Kingswood band to to the Black Keys to um to an old favorite, the bumble- the Bumblebees.
2: Alright, fabulous stuff. And today we're starting with a track from the Snowdroppers. Now, why'd you pick this one?
3: Alrighty, so we had the Snowdroppers play at throttleroll last year and um, I managed to somehow score myself their CD and it's been the only CD that's been in the car for the last 12 months. Um, we used this track on one of our videos for Roll last year um, and it's personally one of my favourite tracks from them and probably one of my favourite rockabilly tunes as well.
2: Sweet, here you go. Listen to FBI 94.5, and that was the Snowdroppers there with a solid track called White Dress. And uh, that was brought in by my guest today, Mark Hower. Thanks for bringing that in. yeah no, thank you. I think they're Sydney boys, aren't they?
3: Yeah, they are Sydney boys. Yeah, they good could. stuff.
2: And they're going to, well, they were playing last year at the uh, throttle roll as part of the general festival, which has a lot of custom made bikes. And something that popped up in my research on you is cafe races. It's the first time I've actually (laughs) really known what cafe races were. And I'm assuming that I'm not the only one. So what really are cafe races all about? And where did it all start out?
3: Uh, They're they're all about motorcycles. So Cafe Racer is, is, I guess, a segment of the motorcycle uh, world. Um, Basically, they started off in the 1960s where you had young guys back in London trying to make them as quick as they could, um, trying to reduce reduce the weight of them, increase the speed of them. Um, And that's basically where it all came together. So it's very much the custom scene of motorcycles. Um, It's about... I guess in 2014, it's about more so um, putting in a bit of creativity and and making something a little bit different, making it look cool, um, making it sound fantastic and, um, and being able to use it to get from A to B, as well as taking them through national park rides and all the rest of them.
2: Just for a little jaunt through the national uh, park. Uh, not Why bad not? at all,
3: especially <laughs> on a Sunday morning.
2: Absolutely. And you mentioned the sound. I never actually understood that. You know, guys frothing over the sound of bikes. What are you really hearing? What yeah. are you hearing when you're trying to actually pick up on the? On First the sound of all, of an it's engine? guys
3: and girls that are frothing over the sound. <laughs> um, it's it's. I don't know what it, exactly it is. I guess it's it's more so about being heard as well. So I mean, uh, as guys, we do love you know loud sounding um, engines, whether that be cars or motorbikes. Um, and I guess it's not for Everyone, but typically for me personally, um, I love the sound of it being loud. I love the fact that when I'm riding in traffic, the person next to me has heard me. Um, Typically, on a motorcycle, you're not seen as easily as you are when you're in your car, Um, they're a lot smaller than a car, so it does sort of help. Uh, with people that are next next to to sit there and go, okay, well, I'm not going to ta- I'm not going to change lanes because I can hear that there's something to the left of me.
2: Makes a lot of sense. And actually, by that token, I guess being a cyclist it would be much more dangerous on the roads in Sydney than oh, being on a motorbike.
3: Definitely, definitely. And uh, I think that's why it's really cool that they've put those new laws in place that you've got to keep a meter or so from yeah, away. From absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Relief for all
2: of us, especially me. And yeah, um, yeah definitely. And also, I was kind of wondering with, you know, being on a motorbike, being in Sydney City... Do you think it's particularly bad in our city to be a motorcyclist?
3: Ooh, especially are we talking within the C B D? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been hitting the C B D before. Oh absolutely, um, really? Yeah, it was and it was basically I was in the bus lane because I mean, as motorcyclists you're allowed to use the bus lane. I don't <laughs> think many people realise that. And uh some people think we're cheating the system, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but I was basically in a bus lane and had a taxi just completely knock into me and I didn't even see it coming. You always even when you're on a bicycle, you always try to make sure that you're not in someone's blind spot. Um, and, you know, all I saw was his big white wall coming towards me, and it was an actual taxi van. And he 's actually hit me, and he hasn't realized that he 's hit me, so I was basically following the same line as his van pushing me over into the curb um, and basically i 've had to hit the actual van with my hand to make a loud enough thump for him to realize that he's just hit me, wow. and that's when he 's pulled back over. Um, yeah, it is pretty dangerous let's be realistic it is It is a dangerous thing to do it's It's not the safest of activities, um, but I can think of a hundred different ways to uh to die <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sure I can think of more but um <laughs> And we've got another track here sitting, waiting to be played. And uh, who's it by?
3: Ah, we've got No Diggity by Mr. Faker. So, um... Basically, this is one of my favourite tunes of all time. And I do say all time, even though it's only been released, I think, earlier this year. Um, But the original by Blackstreet. So it was actually the first single that I ever owned. My older brother bought it for me um, as a Christmas present. It was the first CD I ever owned. Um, And I just basically thought, well, this rendition of it is amazing.
2: I had no idea it was a cover.
3: Oh, Ah, uh, So what kind of style is the original in? It's completely R&B.
2: Oh, absolutely! It's, That's okay, and, and you can
3: sort of gauge with the with the new version that it, it, it is an R and B song. It's got that sort of feel to it, um, but yeah, it's definitely a cover. Sorry to all those people that thought Mr Faker wasn't faking. <laughs>
4: do you no diggity
2: i got to it up no diggity on your radio had no idea that was a cover but now we know originally by
3: Black Street.
2: All right, good stuff. And my guest today, who you just heard then yelling out the words Black Street, is the founder of Distinguished Gentlemen's Ride and he's behind the custom motorbike show Throttle Roll, which also has a bit of a rockabilly vibe to it with some bands for the day coming up soon actually, next not next weekend but the one after. And uh, he's also behind the Sydney Cafe Races. And it all started in Japan. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you fell in love
3: with motorbikes. Uh, yeah, definitely. In um, in Japan, me and the girlfriend went on holidays for four weeks. And uh, when we first got there, we were on the streets of uh, Shibuya. And Shibuya is this very, if you haven't been there, it's a very vibrant place. Um, very busy place. Very busy streets. Neon signs left, right and center. And that was where I first saw a um, a Yamaha SR400. And what it was is it was a custom motorcycle. Um, very similar to what we ride now with this whole sort of cafe racer scene being rigged reignited I guess Um, fell in love with that motorbike and over the next four weeks it was all about sort of just checking out all these cool and quirky and absolutely wacky motorcycles all throughout Japan Um, even as far as sort of Kyoto um, and uh and all around Shinjuku as well, um, and basically from there, I sort of came back to Sydney and thought, "No, nah, that was such a cool bike. I'm definitely going to get one of those." I've just I've, I'd never seen anything like it before, and um, so straight on to straight on to Mister eBay and started checking out all the different motorbikes for sale, and I found one, um, boarded and sort of built it into what I wanted it to be, um, adding my own sort of little bits and pieces to it, um, and that's basically where I sort of started to really fall in love with um, that style of bike and the cafe racer scene. And from there, it it was amazing. I was taking it for rides. I was going through the national parks. I was having fun through the city. But it got boring pretty quickly when I didn't have any mates to ride with. So my circle of friends were never into motorbikes.
2: So, you so just reached out and said, Hey, I need some so, friends. Yeah,
3: basically, I started Sydney Calf Races because I didn't have any mates that had motorbikes. I was a loner. Um, and so, Sydney Calf Races basically attracted all the other loners and we all became <laughs> friends. Good stuff.
2: Wolfpack. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, when you are customizing your bike, what kind of things are you trying to change?
3: Ah, that's, that's a, it's a very each to their own sort of question, I guess. I mean, most of the guys. Um, it's about sort of making the bike a little bit lower, a little bit faster. Um, You've sort of get a lot of guys that like to do sort of creative touches like uh, hand make bits and pieces for their motorbike. And streamers
2: um, for the handlebars.
3: Yeah, that sort of stuff. You know, stuff flower that makes us look really hardcore. Yeah, you know, Flower baskets. I, we usually have like a little ET doll on um, on my main bike that just sits at the front just for fun. <laughs> um,
2: it is quite a creepy character. I remember oh, ET. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, creepy. He's beautiful. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um and yeah, that's basically what guys what guys changed. So it's so not
2: it... practical customization. <laughs> no, no,
3: no. Not with the ET aspect of it. Um no, it's not practical. And let's be realistic a lot of the time. It's it's very hard to to build a bike within the sort of constraints of what's legally allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, allowed exhausts aren't allowed. Um there could have been like a little pun in there somewhere, couldn't there? Loud yeah. exhausts aren't allowed. Um and basically Um, modifying the looks of it, giving it a paint job, um, a fresh lick of paint. um, And just for some guys, it's just about making them look as wild as possible and just having a bit of laugh along the way.
2: Good stuff. I think the best custom motorbike I've ever seen was in Iceland and someone had actually done it up to look like a yak and had on yak horns and everything was furry. It was,
3: it was pretty good look. Yeah, amazing. You wouldn't want to be standing in front of it when it was coming towards you. Absolutely not. I think that's the idea.
2: Yeah. And so what, what other kind of things aren't you allowed to do when you're customizing your bike?
3: So legal wise, um, you've definitely got some restrictions on, on where the fender needs to be. Um, it needs to be covering the entire back wheel. Uh, obviously sound is a major issue. You can't have your bike too loud um, and definitely it just has to be road it has to be roadworthy. so you've still got your pink slips that you need to go and get so it still has to have all its indicators it still has to have all its lights um and you know you've you've got to make sure that things that you do to a motorbike are are still safe at the end of the day especially Mm -hmm. if you're going to be riding it yourself um you know look after your parents don't give them a heart attack build a bike correctly and enjoy riding it
2: Good stuff. And I guess we've got to try, take a track right now. Did you want to take one from Loose Change?
3: Uh Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, um, this one's called
2: Dynamite Shit. Awesome. <laughs> An FBI 94.5. And that track is not loading. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> go, go, Gadget. Woo! Got it.
3: <laughs> nice one.
0: The
5: dynamite Shit. The dynamite chip. Dynamite chip. We got the dynamite shit. don't miss. shit. We got the dynamite shit. You invite me like that.
6: Dynamite shit. Okay, step aside and get in line. My repertoire is hella fly. I let it ride, right, ain't ready to die. I ain't Yo, I ate from from Bedford style A light and dynamite upon the smile Straight out of Sid City, kid, keep it live Direct, fire, ride, project From the mouthpiece, dialect, kinda fresh Light it up, wanna come near? It's too hot, eardrums burn when you hear this So listen up, pretty dearest Y'all ain't got hits, that ain't even a near miss Yo, that ain't even near a near miss So weird, I don't even know what weird is and the only thing I fear is fear itself And people with pierced tits I don't know why it's just something about it It kind of freaks me out
0: The
5: dynamite ship We got the dynamite ship Dynamite shit. Lose change. You uh, like this. Rick Dynamite shit. Who be the man with the plan? Yo, it's Dan. Understand, it's a jammer. the brand from my vamp. I'm the amps till they break. My brain's like a lamp. Never land, I'ma stay. Rolling plans, got my hands on a 8. I'm the handsome mistakes from the land you escaped. You're a sandwich, I ain't never fake what you think. No. I'm on the brink, about to break like a twig. Ian changing this bitch, put the flames to the wicks. Fly it up till the funk. Fuck a tiff. Tip your cap for my clip. Yeah, haters, you can say it to my dick. Don't hand me a disc unless it's placed, and I wanna play it if it's shit. My label is legit. We making major moves, major on the kit. Make you rage until you fit. Flavor from the drops flips are baked just like a chef In the basement Uh, Jot a monster Drink the scare kids to death We don't come back with explosives We loaded with flow That's so sweet that they don't even notice Connect with the soul Dissect your emotion The only devotion The tunes we compose They say we got skill I ain't one for boasting Rather get toasted Floating the ocean Go with the motion Music is magic I don't know what I'd do If it weren't for this rap shit Me and my colony rock Wallaby Uh, Honest Please don't try, follow me Been on my own tip since I was just a youngin'. Built it out of nothing Now I'm on the button Press play on the next phase People say when I spray They can see through my skin like an x-ray That's okay, ain't got shit to hide Take a trip through my mind while I'm lifting the vibe Women come running
0: with the hills Don't show up, with Dynamite
6: shit. We got the dynamite shit. We make running the run, finish, run, run dynamite shit. No, so,
5: we, so, so we got the dynamite shit. Oh oh the We got the dynamite
6: shit.
2: It appears they've got the dynamite shit. <laughs> On FBR 94.5, my guest today, Mark Howard, bought that track in. Why'd you bring it in?
3: Um, because I haven't heard it enough in the last three months. <laughs>
2: That's a lie.
3: Yeah, jokes aside, <laughs> um, the guys that I share a studio with, they actually did the film clip for that track. Um, so... Our boy Ed has been cutting it for the last uh, couple months and it was probably the only track that I've ever heard a hundred times within the space of maybe four to five weeks. Yeah, um, pains of editing. It grew on me. It absolutely grew on me. I think it's a great track. It's, I sort of love Aussie hip hop and I think it fits in really well with uh, with what we're doing here today.
2: Good stuff. <laughs> just rolled your eyes at your own comment there. Yeah, I did just then. I was just sitting there going, yeah, hey, okay. What am I even saying? It, that's radio life, man. Yeah. Really. No one gets to see those rolling eyes. As
3: long as you don't mention to people <laughs> that I put lip gloss on so my lips didn't stick together while yeah, i talking. Yeah, actually, I
2: had to call the producer. We've got an emergency in here in the studio. We need some chapstick because our lips are sticking together. What? So, <laughs> uh, and you are otherwise, when you're not putting on your chapstick, a tough dude riding a motorcycle. Yeah, hardcore. And... And, you know, it's not all tough dudes, though, is what I have found out recently. I mean, it can seem pretty, pretty one-dimensional and dude-centric as an outsider when you're looking yeah. at a group of people on motorbikes. But can you tell me a bit more about, you know, as far as uh, the Sydney cafe races, what kind of people are we looking at?
3: I think that's the the best way that I like to put it, I guess, when you're sort of talking about the sort of guys that uh, guys and girls that are in Sydney calf races. I mean, we we aren't hardcore. We're not the guys that you're scared of um, when you're sort of down at the beach and hear, you know, hundreds of bikes roaring past. Um, The guys we're talking, demographics are completely open. You're talking everything from guys that have just got their license 16 17 year olds all the way through to guys that are in their 70s i think one of the oldest guys that rides with us is 72 i think 72 or 73 um at that age, I don't think it really matters if you miss out a year. Um, but basically, it's everything from bus drivers all the way through to CEOs of, of massive corporations, lots of guys in marketing. Um, we've got a fair few girls in fashion that actually ride with us as well. Um, retail, It is. It, it just covers so many different areas of, I guess, Sydney and, and what Sydney is about. And I think the beautiful thing about it is the fact that there there is no real stereotype as to who's riding to um, the sort of bikes that we ride. It's basically open to everyone, um, as long as you've got the right style of motorbike.
2: Absolutely. And I love the fact that you've got girls in the Sydney Cafe races. And tell me a little bit more about Throttle Dolls. It ah. sounds It's really, really piqued my interest. Yeah,
3: there's, there's there's a couple of girls that ride with us, and um, and basically they're good friends of mine, and they've basically crea- created a group called the Throttle Dolls. And, the, and you know, a bit of a roll of the tongue from Throttle Roll is basically Throttle Doll. Um, and these girls are just basically an all-girl sort of group that go riding and um, ride into fashion, um, check them out on Instagram. It is the Throttle Dolls. Uh, they've got a little bit of a following, but it's very early days for them. And I think it's just cool to see girls riding motorbikes, the same motorbikes that we ride in, and having fun. And, and I mean, they do have their own little group, but they're definitely a huge part of Sydney Cafe races. And uh, they were all there with their fake moustaches on during the Distinguished <laughs> Gentleman's Ride, which was amazing. They even had fake bottles of scotch on them.
2: Oh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems to be that there's like a huge customer Western motorcycle culture overseas in places like Brighton and stuff. That's the only place I ever really see it happening. But has it always been in Sydney or did it kind of just start in the past few years? No,
3: it's, it's always been here. I think it originally, there's another group called the Tine Up Boys and um, and they've been around for years and they basically, their roots come from uh, London where the scene first originally started um, back in the 60s. Um, so it's always been there. I think you've had with the likes of, um, with Deus and even fashion brands sort of focusing on the style of motorbike because it is cool. Um, it has sort of reinvigorated the scene. There's no doubt about that at all. Um, but it's it's very different as well. I mean, you've got guys that sort of can come in at entry level with a fifteen hundred dollar motorbike, and fit in just as well with someone that's basically built a twenty thousand dollar showstopper sort of style cafe racer. Um, and and when I say cafe racer, I mean we are a pretty open group of of guys and girls in Sydney cafe races. It's basically all about um, bobbers, trackers, hardtails, and cafe racers. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple of different sort of categories that we've opened it up to, but it's, it definitely is all about the niches. We've yeah, so... Heaps of postie bikes as well.
2: <laughs> I love that, postie, postie bikes. bikes rock. Cool. And so you have to exclude certain bikes then if it's a niche thing. What um, kind of bikes can't really fit in the...
3: Yeah, that's the unfortunate part about it, I guess. I guess it is a, it is a niche-specific group and sometimes that does cause... Problems and it does cause sort of a bit of pain for me when I have to be the dude that tells someone. Um, but basically the sort of bikes that it's not about. Um, it's not about dirt bikes. It's really not about cruisers, and it's not about sports bikes. Um, it's about the weird, wacky and I guess all the bikes that really didn't have a home before Sydney Cafe races came along and, and brought everyone together.
2: Right, good stuff. And we got a track now we're going to take from, I'm reckoning, Kingswood. What do you think?
3: Ah, awesome. So <laughs> we didn't
2: make a decision about this before. No, either.
3: we didn't. These boys are awesome. These guys actually um, ride motorbikes as well, so they've actually got a fair few Harley Davidsons that they ride, and uh, we're hoping to book them for the what are all next year.
2: Good stuff. And FBN 94.5, here you go, it's uh, Ohio by Kingswood.
7: She's got pretty almond eyes I was taken by surprise. She Standing at the show, why well, I guess I'll never know. Should I stay or should I go? You can stay a little longer, you can stay a little longer, you can stay a little longer, stay a little longer as my heart grows fonder. My heart grows fonder. Was
0: This Friday, Big Village
6: Records launches cross-city sessions at Jam Gallery, starting with the Eastside Hip-Hop Cruise. Daily meds are kicking it off with their politically charged rapid flow and big bass-driven beats. They'll be joined by Dutch, B-Side, Corner Store Superheroes, Mr Theory, Prospector and Kid Fiction. Entry is $15 or 10 for FBI supporters. This Friday night at Jam Gallery, underground in Bonner Junction Mall. Crowd sponsors of FBI.
3: Howdy, boys and girls. That was Art vs. Science, Create and Destroy. Today, we have got Ash. Ash, we're talking about moustaches.
2: <laughs> yep, yeah, good one. That, that was good. I mean, I think you're hired. <laughs> so, that was uh, my guest for today, Mark Hauer, and he is, you know, the, the, the distinguished gentleman's ride, I guess, inventor, and that is actually pretty moustache-centric. So... Let's talk about moustaches. It's
3: definitely moustache heavy. Got to,
2: got to say, that promo picture of you today, you don't look <laughs> quite like it. Now you're all bearded, but you have quite a while. If you look on the FBI radio website, you can see the picture of Mark Howler when he was uh, undertaking a bit of Movember action, and it is Wild. Can you describe that moustache to us? First
3: of all, I think this is an important time to say this is why you need to delete photos on Facebook and on the internet. (laughs) I dislike that photo. I still think it's bloody hilarious that they put it up there and uh, yeah, definitely go check it out and have a laugh at my expense. Um, It's still your
2: Twitter photo, man. (laughs) I
3: know, I don't use Twitter though. I sort of set it up and then just didn't pay attention to it for the last three years. Um, But basically, yeah, I've done Movember for a fair few years and and that photo specifically came from um, a Movember shoot at Luna Park Um, so how do I explain the photo it basically is probably the wildest moustache you'd ever see and when you look at the picture, you're going to sit there and go, that's not a moustache. It's not,
2: it's not quite symmetrical.
3: It's not symmetrical at all. It's it basically, it isn't a goatee and it definitely isn't a beard because it doesn't sort of touch the sideburns or connect to form a goatee. So technically it's a moustache.
2: So it follows all the rules. It does follow it, all the rules. What was, your, what was your get up for that year? Oh. In, uh, <laughs> it's not just was, a moustache. Um,
3: I was dressed up as Moses. So I think the, um, the the Mo part of it was hilarious, and um, I basically dressed up like a biblical character. And the um, funny part about it was I actually had a mini Moses on my back. So it was a, a baby doll with the same moustache as mine, and he was dressed up the exact same as mine, um, as me, sorry. Um, and basically, he had the stick as well. So basically, you saw this guy that was dressed up as Moses with this wild Mo, and then you saw a mini Mo on his back.
2: What about the commandments? That uh, the Mo
3: commandments. The Mo
2: commandments. Oh, so so much more than just commandments.
3: Being such a technical moustache, I basically had to be able to prove to people that this was in fact a moustache. So I basically came up with uh, I had a piece of foam that I made look like the uh, Ten Commandments, like it was on on a rock, and um, and etched into it, it basically had the three Mo commandments and and the actual rules for Movember and a moustache were that one at um, at couldn't connect to the sideburns to form a beard. Uh, number two was it couldn't connect at the uh, mouth to form a goatee. And um, at the moment, I can't quite remember what number three was. Oh, dear. Maybe it was just starting fresh at the start of the month.
2: <laughs> okay, I see. And then you also, speaking of mustaches, started the gentleman's, distinguished gentleman's, no less, ride. And do you have to have a mustache for that no,
3: one? No, no, that's just—it's it, basically what your personal sort of uh, vision is of what's distinguished. So the distinguished gentleman's ride—it's—it's right, a—it's uh, a ride that we now do for the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Um, basically, it's all about classic styled motorbikes and dressing up in dapper. So if any of you were on George Street uh, towards the end of September last year in Sydney, you would have seen about 350 guys on uh, on classic bikes ride through, and it's uh, quite a feat to see actually seeing all these—you know—guys. You typically. see see a big group of people and you're thinking to yourself oh this could be this could actually be um, bikers but in fact it was uh, 350 guys and girls dressed in dapper raising money for prostate cancer.
2: And when you're riding around the city with that many people I guess one question is what kind of etiquette applies when you are riding in the city on a motorbike?
3: Oh, basically, it's the same rules as as everyone else. Um, we typically do the ride on a Sunday, so the city isn't as busy, but definitely the footpaths are busy with people. Um, so we try not to annoy anyone. We don't really want to cause congestion in in the city. I mean, we're there to have fun and just show people a lighter side of um, of people that ride motorbikes. Um, I think the beautiful thing about the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride is last year it was in 145 cities around the world, um, and that was all in the exact same day. So... It's pretty cool having 7,500 people connected through an idea of uh, dapper and motorcycles.
2: Fabulous. And we've got a track here. Which is the next track we're going to take? What's it called?
3: I've got no idea. What were we discussing? I
2: think we were thinking of maybe Run Ah, DMC. Ah,
3: Run DMC and Aerosmith. Awesome. Um, Yeah, we've got Walk This Way, by Run DMC and Aerosmith. One of my favourite, all-time favourite sort of R&B hip-hop tracks mixed in with a bit of rock.
2: All right, good 1986. Stuff. And FBI 94.5. You're listening to out of the box. My name's Ash Birda. As my guest today, Mark Howar, and here's some Run DMC with Aerosmith. Run DMC, why not? <laughs> and that's uh brought in by my guest today, Mark Hower, run DMC versus uh Aerosmith.
3: Yes, ma'am.
2: Alright, oh, and it was a walk this way. And um we actually just had a question come through from someone called Tom and it was about it was about the noise that bikes make and you know, what what's kind of legal and why why are Harley Davidson's allowed to be so loud then?
3: Yeah, so basically it's it's a pretty good question, um, but the same rule applies to everyone. So you've got bikes of all different makes that are absolutely loud, and it I guess it depends on the person that's actually purchased that motorbike and what they've done to it. So um, there are some legal uh, limits on how loud a bike can be. I don't know what they are off the top of my head. Um, as I've never really followed them personally. Um, But basically, I think it's maybe 90 decibels. And then uh, if you decide to put a louder exhaust on, then you're breaking the law. So basically, all bikes come out ADR compliant. And what that individual decides to do with their bike is their personal choice. And obviously, if you're going to do the crime, you do the time. You can get fined for it. Uh, You do have to pay... Um, to get it cleared, you do have to put the standard exhaust back on to get it cleared, so it becomes a bit of a tedious task. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all individuals, and if that's your thing, that's your thing.
2: So when someone's going down the street real loud and you're going, oh, wow, that's so cool. It's not cool. It's tedious.
3: It, it's it's a <laughs> tedious task only if you get caught. So uh, the, the important part is don't get caught. All right. Cool. <laughs> Terrible message.
2: <laughs> well, you do actually have police riding with you when you when you guys are going out with the Sydney cafe riders. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, everyone needs to be under regulation. You know.
3: Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. They, well, they're
2: just really chilled out,
3: popo. Yeah, we've we've got heaps of different sorts of people that ride motorbikes with us, and you know, some of those people are, are police. But I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, they've got a job to do when they're on the job, and you know, when they're out with us personally riding their motorbikes, it's they're, they're not on the job, so. You know, the, most of them are pretty good. They have pretty, uh pretty mediocre-sounding exhausts, um, but, you know, some of them have something a little bit louder, naughty, naughty boys.
2: Oh, dear. And uh, so I actually am really wanting to know, what does it feel like when you ride a bike? Why is there such a massive amount of bike love? Like, no one does it by halves. No yeah. one just kind of has a bike sitting around, takes it out for the occasional spin with a frown on, and that's <laughs> that's how it goes.
3: Yeah, I think it'd be very hard to see anyone on a motorbike with a frown on their face. Um, I guess to summarise it, it's, it's basically, it is, I mean, in this... This is going to sound mediocre as well because it it is heard very often but it is freedom it's freedom it's invigorating it's um uh, it's very peaceful um being in a sort of place where you can sort of put whatever stresses um you've got financially um work-wise relationship-wise and just be able to hit the open road and and go for a spin it's i think that's why so many more people are getting right into it as well it's cool that we've got this scene where you can ride together but sometimes it's just as beautiful being able to go out by yourself and and just clear your head and um and just enjoy your own company and the company of the actual bike that you're on
2: yeah absolutely i mean you've mentioned before that having a bike you know and working on your bike and riding your bike can be a tool to regulate emotions. Now, that's a selling point for me yeah. personally. So, people who aren't interested in bikes, I guess, you know, that's a big part of it. What do you mean by a tool to regulate emotions? It's very
3: therapeutic. I mean, it's, um, if, if you're frustrated, and I mean, I haven't done this for a while because I haven't really had the bike for a while, but, um, been off the road. But basically, I've had days where I've had pretty stressful days and sort of left the office a little bit early and just thought, okay, well, it's 2pm. Traffic doesn't kick in for another two hours. Um, I know how I can sort of just get a bit of breathing time in and just clear my head. And it has basically been um, head from the office, grab the motorbike, head to Sutherland and um, jump on the Royal National Park and just ride all the way down to, to Wollongong and back Um, and it is, it, it does, it does regulate you. You come back with a a sort of better sense of what you need to do and, and how you're going to tackle the job at hand.
2: Good stuff. And, um, I was wondering how many bikes have you had in your time?
3: Oh, not many actually. Not many at all. I'm a very late comer to the scene. I've only, um, been into motorbikes for five years. So I guess I've had, uh, two motorbikes, the main motorbike, which is, um, the one that I bought after Japan, I've still got one of my mates at I accidentally flipped it about a year ago. Oh, um, so it's been in the process of rebuilding. Um, but basically two bikes. I've built the Golf and a Bike. Um, well, been trying to build the Golf and a Bike. It's been three years and I still haven't finished it, but it will get there soon. Um, but yeah, maybe three bikes, four bikes. Yeah, and five? so
2: what's your current bike like? You know, um, What what kind of theme are you building around? Well, I've
3: got a couple current bikes. I mean, I've got the Yamaha, which is being rebuilt, because I guess for me it's... Uh, it's a, it's my bike of choice. It's the bike that, to a degree, started Sydney Cafe Races and all these different projects and the sort of whirlwind that sort of my life has become. Um, so I've still got that bike. That's pretty weird. I can't really explain it. It's just completely weird. It's a bit of this, a bit of that. It's a bit of Cafe Racer, Tracker, Bobber, Hardtail, bike, everything all rolled into one. Um, and then I've also got a um, Harley-Davidson 48, which I've been cruising around on for the last couple of months, um, and that's just a fantastic, solid bike.
2: You listen, to FBI ninety four point five. My guest today is Mark Howard, and he's the inventor, I suppose, of distinguished gentleman's ride. And he started the Sydney Cafe races, and he's got a track for you, and it's by Bumblebees. Why'd you pick this one?
3: oh uh, Bumblebees. Back when I was in um, in TAFE, I was heading out to TAFE at Quakers Hill, so clogger to Quakers Hill every day. And basically, um, my mate that I was studying with, his brother was in the Bumblebees, and I heard this track and absolutely fell in love with it. And uh, I think it's a it's a good oldie. Um, I'll Love to see if they're still around, but I don't think they are. Shame. Shame,
1: shame, shame. 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 I feel like when you catch the right glance. Smiles make your statue. I walk in a trance. To look around, crosses the thoughts. I took the chance. His smile advanced. A glimmer in the eyes started to dance. As part of me darted just as it got close. Rivalry patterns emerging in smoke. Weak cute noises until I awoke, provoking a dream to catch. Once he stroked me, the queen Goddess of the darkest scene Thought the eyes, man, you were keen Maybe I'm just caught in this spotlight and Contort, image is so bright Spark your blood in a boy
2: On FBI radio. I'm trying to figure out if that song actually stops there. <laughs>
7: nope.
2: Oh, there's weird things happening on your radio. There you go. I'm just going to fade that down. Awesome. There you go. So that track was from Bomberbees Bees called Microphone Diseases. Mm.
3: Yeah. Fitting. I know. I'm looking at the microphone now wondering how many people have pashed it.
2: It's okay. Just get the Glen 20. We usually, uh, yeah. Especially this time of year.
3: I'd prefer it without.
2: <laughs> anyway, so we have had... Well, we still do have, but we have had Mark Howard in on your radio today. And uh, it's really it's really cool, the kind of thing that he's doing with the you know Sydney Cafe Races group. It's pretty inclusive. And if you want to know more about whether or not you can be a part of the whole shebang or you're kind of interested in, in having a bit of a chat about bikes, you can find him on Sydney Cafe Races on Facebook or find the man in person at...
3: Rising Sun Workshop in uh, in Newtown. So it's basically a friend of mine just set up a do-it-yourself workshop and they've got some fantastic ramen there. So if you're into your Japanese noodles, make sure you head on down. But uh, yeah, that's usually my stop for my first coffee before I hit the office.
2: Yeah, and if you're interested in bikes, a good place to go would be not this weekend, but next weekend to throttle roll. So, you know, Vic on the Park. It's happening all there, so you've got all the back area, the inside of the pub.
3: Yeah, we've got the entire place, so we've basically got 70 bikes on display, we've got some amazing sort of rockabilly bands on, uh, including the Dre Rollin Band and Pat Capocci. Um and if you're riding right to your riding, we're going for a spin in the morning before we get to the actual venue, so... We're going to go for a ride, leaving at Harry's Pies in Tempe at 8.30 in the morning. And then what will happen is we'll head down through that same national park that I was talking about, uh, go to Bold Hill, clear our heads. Get some uh, wind in your hair. Get some therapeutic time in. uh, (laughs) And then basically we finish up at the Vic at 12 o'clock and the event starts at 12 o'clock at the Vic. So it's an awesome one if you do enjoy riding. Um, you can leave your bikes there if you want. Just come and speak to us and we'll basically make sure that we wheel your bikes in overnight. So we definitely don't want anyone to uh, to drink and ride. It's definitely not cool and it's definitely not something we will condone. So let us bring your bikes and look after them and you can come back and pick them up in the morning.
2: All right, good stuff. Such a such a nice kind of vibe there. I know. You know everyone I know. support each other.
3: Yeah, exactly. Keep each other
2: safe. I like the idea that you kind of ride with a first aid kit for yeah, everyone we as do, well. We
3: do. Probably. It's fun, it's fun, but you do need to be safe. Um, and just one last thing on top of that, if you do need any more information, feel free to uh, find us on Facebook or hit up our website, which is just throttleroll.com. And if you want to check out some more of the motorcycle scene, hit hdshed.com.au.
2: Solid stuff. And we've got one last track from you today.
3: Yes, which we one? do. I think we decided to go with the Black Keys. Black Keys? Know, dead did and we,
2: gone? Did we? Did yeah, we, no, I think we decision? should definitely go with Black Keys' oh, Dead and Gone. Awesome, How about awesome, it?
3: Awesome, awesome, what, what
2: a track. All right, and if you wanted to check out any of the tracks that we've played today on the show, I think the pages are for FBI are a little bit down at the moment, but they should be up in a bit. And Oh, they're, they're back up. I'm getting a gesture saying they are up. And you can check out all the tracks that we've played today on there and there's going to be some links for all the relevant stuff that we've talked about today. So uh, my name's Ash Bez and Mark Howard, thank you so much for coming on Out of the Box.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: The Box. Meet people through their music.
0: With Ash Bertabez on FBI.